0: Three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. <coughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. It's the this is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter here, and. Are you ready to go too fast, too furious, baby? <laughs> Woo! We are reviewing Too Fast, Too Furious, and my God, I am so happy I get to review this. Oh God, wh- I, I I'm so happy we're getting we're on Fast Nine already. I can't believe they've been making these movies for this long, but. This review won't be too long, because I'll be honest, this is probably the most, I don't want to say hilarious, unintentionally, out of all the films. But to be honest, it might be unintentionally the most hilarious out of all the films. So, I have to give uh, I have to give my friend Nathan credit over at uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, I have to give him a lot of credit. But I have to give him a lot of credit in the sense, because I didn't know that the movies weren't all that there was. I didn't know that there are actual, uh, there are like preludes uh, in between um, Fast and Furious to link to Too Fast and Furious in between Too Fast and too, uh, too, fast, too Furious to get us to Fast and Furious 4. I didn't know that. And I have to give, uh, again, I have to give my friend Nathan a credit over at uh, Impossible for letting me know, uh, Mission Impossible for letting me know about that. Because my big complaint, or one of them, <laughs> is uh, about... Too Fast, Too Furious has always been the fact that it just kind of felt like Brian got to Miami, fucking randomly. And while I wouldn't say that the Turbo Prelude uh, for Too Fast, Too Furious, which is the official title, Jesus Christ, uh, it's only six minutes, and it just links the Fast and the Furious to Too Fast, Too Furious, just showing Brian's life as a fugitive wanted for the F- uh, wanted by the FBI for enabling Dom to go ahead and uh, escape capture. So I actually really appreciate that. And as I mentioned in my review for The Fast and the Furious, the big thing that I really like about Brian in The Fast and the Furious is that he is not uh he's not a street racing novice, like he knows how to he does know how to drive, but he's not, you know, on Dom's level. He's not some all-time great street racer. This movie gets uh, or this prelude Helps fill in the gaps as far as getting him closer to being on Dom's level. Um, across the six-minute film, uh, he goes ahead and leaves uh, leaves L.A. before he gets arrested. You see him hanging, uh, you know, uh, you see him hanging out, uh, staying in shady motels uh, to go ahead and cover his tracks, and winning multiple street races to go ahead and fund him to go ahead and get across. Uh, the country from L.A. to Miami, and the prelude ends with him showing up in Miami. And I actually, again, while it's not necessary viewing, it's something I personally really appreciate because it does show that, hey, this guy isn't just, you know, extremely lucky. He is able to go ahead and, you know, figure this out. And while this movie is missing most of the main cast, including Vin Diesel, including... Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, including Jordana Brewster, this movie works really well, surprisingly well. Actually, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people shit on this movie, but for me, I've really enjoyed this. And to be quite honest, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. It caught me off guard. But uh, Brian is, uh, you know, the The movie does focus on Brian basically, so. He goes ahead and ends up uh, being apprehended by uh, federal agents, uh, being led by his old boss, uh, Agent Bilkins, played again by Th- uh, by uh, Thom Barry and uh, James Ra- uh, Raymar, uh, who of course plays uh, he plays uh, Agent uh, Markham. You of course know James Raymar as Dexter's uh, Dexter's dad in <laughs> Dexter, and of course uh, more recently. You know him from Black Lightning playing Peter Gamby, which if you have not watched it on Black Lightning, I highly recommend you do because he's absolutely amazing on that freaking show. Um, but this movie, even more so, I would say, than the first one, is probably a better paced film because you do have the pleasantries out of the way. We have established the world. We know this is about street racing. We don't really need to spend much more time establishing shit outside of that. And so for me, this is just this is just a little better paced. Uh the plot and script aren't as good, but I found myself being more engaged by it from start to finish. This also is directed by John Singleton, um, who Ah, uh, uh, we 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 miss you. We really miss you, John Singleton. Um, you, of course, know him. He was the cre- the creator, director, executive producer on Snowfall, which is one of the most underrated shows on television right now. You, of course, know him from uh, writing, directing Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, um, uh, the, the 2000 version of Shaft, uh, Baby Boy, starring. Uh, Roma- uh too fast, too furious, his own Tyrese Gibson, which is a really great movie as well, which a lot of people should watch, because that's one of those films I feel like not enough people have seen, but John Singleton here, I think does a great job, it is hokey as hell, and I mean that in the sense of, there there are just some car crashes, and some CG here, that it's kind of like early seasons of uh, Chuck, you're just gonna have to accept it in order to have fun. <laughs> if it's if a bad CGI effect is enough to take make you go oh, all right, fuck this movie. Then uh, come on, it, it shouldn't take just one. But plus, this is made in what 2002, 2003. Pardon me. So you know, cut it some slack. But what I really do enjoy about this movie is that since the film is focused on Brian, it does give Paul Walker the chance to really carry to really carry the film, and. Again, considering they're missing three out of the four, you know, core main characters in this saga, I give I give Paul Walker a lot of credit for being able to find a way to make this work more than I think most people will ever really give him credit for. I think his Brian is incredibly charming. I think his Brian is incredibly earnest when him and uh, Roman uh, Tyrese Gibson's character do go ahead and finally. Uh, cross uh, cross paths again and go ahead and start working together, I really enjoyed their banter, and I've been not even argu- arguing, is not the right term, I've been discussing this with my colleagues uh, for the last couple weeks, and I will just say, this is, if you thought The Fast and the Furious was a gay movie, oh man, you've seen nothing yet, this, this is probably one of the gayest films I've ever seen in my life, and it's, incredible because the only thing that Brian and Roman don't do in this movie is go ahead and suck each other off in, in their respective cars it is so close to being that gay and to be quite honest I wish the movie would have just committed fully to them just being lovers because it's right there it's not even a oh Hunter you're trying to force this for inclusion no this is like Batman Joker level of wow just make out already they are just—they are so gay for each other. It's kind of amazing, but their crafts—uh, their their crafts—I'm uh, I'm, I'm inventing words. Their paths cross because Brian goes ahead and gets uh, apprehended by the FBI and. I will say the new kind of tech they introduce, it's almost like this, this spear that goes ahead and shuts down the, uh, uh, shuts down the engine and everything. I, I mean, again, this, this, this is a world where, you know, anything can happen. It's damn near Oz, but, (laughs) but I really appreciate that because it does kind of sit in the back of your mind as far as, oh man, if the cops have this, maybe the bad guys have this. It, it's a constant looming threat. Because, you know, if you can't drive, you get caught. It's, you know, could you imagine if you couldn't drive during, you know, GTA 7 or GTA 5? Uh, I actually love that. I I love the fact that that's a thing that's introduced in this world. And it really actually makes me feel... It feels like the the stakes are a little higher than they might normally be if you don't have that here. But we got to talk about Tyrese Gibson here. So, Tyrese... (laughs) He is basically the Daffy Duck of the franchise. I actually have this. Uh, I know my friend Nathan over at Mission Potable tried try to take credit for that analysis, but I had that in my notes before we talked today, so just throw that out there. But Tyrese, damn it, I love Tyrese. He is perfect for these movies because he's basically. I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison. He's basically the Agent Coulson of the Fast and Furious movies. He's the one going, why the fuck are we driving a flying car? Why are we driving these cars that are falling out of airships? Why are we taking on a submarine? Like, he is the avatar for the audience to go, y'all understand this shit's crazy, right? Like, he's that guy. And yet, it fits perfectly for Tyrese. And he knows how to play it just believable enough without it falling into being, you know, hokey. Which is a really fine line, and no one's going to accuse Tyrese of being Denzel, but... It really works for him here in a way that I went, all right, man. I I, I actually forgot how much I enjoy you uh, in these movies. The first chase before they get captured, that whole chase scene is really well done because Brian is taking, uh, Brian is almost like the ringer because uh, Tej, who's played by Luda, uh, which I can't believe they have Ludacris in these movies now. Uh, fun quick segue. Ja Rule was supposed to be Ludacris' role. Ja, ja Rule was supposed to have this redemption arc after losing uh, the race in The Fast and Furious. So he was supposed to have Ludacris' role, and which is <laughs> which is ludicrous to say out loud. But <laughs> could you imagine Ja Rule being in these movies in 2021? Like, that is just a... God, that thought just hurts my head. But Ludacris, though, fits in perfectly with these movies. And Ludacris really wasn't acting... Back in two thousand, uh, back in two thousand three, that that really was his first major acting role, and credit to him, he knocks it out of the park. The thing I really like about Tej is that he feels like an entrepreneur. He's not just organizing these races; he really is kind of everywhere, and that really kind of makes me endeared to him. You know, he's got his he's got his hustle going. I I, I appreciate that. It's like, okay, man, right on. He is the one who goes in and organizes uh, organizes this race between Brian, uh, between Brian uh, Suki, who's played by uh, Devin uh, Aoki. Which why haven't they brought her back? If they're gonna bring back Han, not bring back her, that's a little weird. Anyways, this guy named uh, this brother named Orange Julius, which is just a great name, and then Slapjack, who's played by me uh, by Michael Ealy. Um, thankfully, Hilary Swink isn't in this movie to harass him, but. That that opening chase sequence, or that opening race, is fucking badass, and I love the twist of Tej uh, raising the bridges up to go ahead and throw kind of this curveball out for the drivers. I thought that was actually really well done, and kind of wish they would have more sequences like that moving forward. Uh, maybe in the next two films, but I love that opening scene, and I love the fact that Brian is kind of almost on a on a clock here because he is recruited and he goes ahead and recru- recruits Roman to go ahead and take down uh, this uh, this drug dealer and uh, who's played by oh my gosh I cannot find the guy's, uh, guy's name, but. They're going to uh, they're going to to take down this drug dealer. And that's where the tension between Roman and Brian goes ahead and kicks off immediately because Roman uh, blames Brian for going ahead and getting him put in jail. And I really appreciate the fact that Brian tells him you made your own choice. Don't blame me uh, don't blame me, uh, for your, you know, for your shitty behavior, and while I don't think the movie is trying to be deep, I think that's actually a good message, don't blame people for your own bullshit, you know, at some point you need to be an adult and take responsibility for what you do, and I actually like the fact that that's in here, it's, it's shockingly, it's a shockingly poignant message in a movie that's all about Crashing cars, girls dressed in, you know, barely anything. And, you know, these two guys being gay for each other slash not being gay, question mark, for each other. But I love the fact that the opening, uh, the whole opening confrontation between Brian and Roman, uh, Agent Bilkins flat out says, like, all right, man, I'm gonna let you guys work it out. And Roman goes ahead and tackles Brian's ass and is trying to, like, beat the shit out of him. Now, here's one thing I will say for Brian while I really, uh, really, honestly love Paul Walker's portrayal of Brian in these films across the board. And while I love, you know, Tyrese, Daffy, Duck, Gibson, they cannot fight for shit. When they start fighting each other, it's a bunch of rolling around. Like, it's like when you're play fighting when you're five. They don't know how to fight whatsoever. Brian gets him in a headlock, kind of almost like a, uh, like a guillotine. It's the weakest-ass-looking guillotine. I've watched a decent amount of MMA, and that guillotine just looks soft. Now, you could argue, yes, he's keeping it soft because, you know, that's his friend, and he wants to recruit him. It still is one of those things I went, yeah, this guy is punching you in the side. You might want to tighten this up a little bit. Uh, Eva Mendez, outside of Suki, is Probably the character that confuses me the most that she has not been brought back into the films. She plays Monica Clemente, and she is a informant who is working on the case that Brian and Roman are working on. And it is just one of those things I went, why? Like, why is she not back? Because her and Brian have really really great chemistry and I will say it does make me laugh that you know Brian goes, Oh, I clearly cares about you know I love Mia. Oh, even Mendez, never mind, who's that bitch I was talking about? <laughs> just just Mia is never even mentioned. And I get that they're not in the film, but he moves on quick. Like, oh, all right, well, fuck her then. <laughs> I laughed really hard at the it's just how he's like, oh I don't care. Uh, that that gave me a good laugh. But I love I love that whole sequence, and I love the camaraderie between Tyrese, Paul Walker, and even Mendez. Roman, at multiple points, is even telling, is, uh, <laughs> is calling Brian on his bullshit, which is another thing I adore, but he flat looks at him and goes, you're, you're checking out Monica, and he goes, no, I'm not, you're checking her out, man, no, I'm not, you're checking her out, all right, maybe I was, <laughs> like, like, Roman just has to ask Brian twice <laughs> to go ahead and just get him the break um there's this scene where monica and brian are in the car together and brian's driving monica's kind of talking shit to him so brian kind of looks over at her and he's just staring at her while he's driving and it cuts to the cuts to the car you know you see the you know you see the speed going up you know 80 100 120 and and they're not breaking they're not breaking stare they're they're not breaking their stare from each other and he goes ahead and stopped right at the stoplight. And Roman immediately goes, He did the he did the stare and drive at you, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that he stole that from me. The drive and stare, pardon me. He got that from me. And there's just these quippy lines in this that really made me laugh. I went, you know what? Alright, man, right on. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to even break down from this, and which is why, you know, for a review, it's like, well, okay, this exists. As the movie does go on. I did appreciate the way that it feels like the walls are closing in. I actually really appreciate the way that it, it feels like the walls are closing in because Brian and uh, Brian and Roman are running out of time to go ahead and bring down uh, this drug dealer. And at the same time, they're getting paranoid to the, po- uh, to the sense of, hey, maybe the FBI screws us here because Brian is only doing this job so that he doesn't go to jail since they went ahead and caught him. So... It makes sense that they would want to go ahead and have an escape plan just in case, you know, shit goes south. So, th- there are multiple balls that are being juggled here. <laughs> balls. There are multiple things that are being handled here at once. And yet, I think the film does a really good job of handling all of it at once. Which, again, go figure. There is this really cool scene, uh, sequence where uh, the drug dealer goes ahead and says, Hey, there's this envelope in this Ferrari, in this... Uh, not." Parking garage, but in this uh, this uh, dump, basically, you uh, you know, whoever gets there first and gets back here wins. And I love the urgency of that because Brian and Roman realize if they don't make this shit happen, they're really fucked, and you know they're not gonna earn this guy's trust and be able to take him down. I really appreciate that sequence and the, the insanity of it, the uh, the recklessness in how that scene is portrayed. There is a guy who's trying to get to where Brian and Roman are getting, you know, and they're all obviously racing to get there. And this guy's car, he gets flat out killed. He <laughs> he gets He gets caught under the semi, and his car is just destroyed. They don't show blood and guts, obviously, because it's PG-13. But this man is crushed under the wheels of a fucking semi. And I just went, wow, okay, movie. I I appreciate the fact that you just went, yep, death. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) I love that. I love the fact that the movie is kind of that raw. There's a sequence later on in the film where Roman and Brian need to go ahead and get uh, alternate cars for the for the possibility of escaping at the at the end of the film and they race these guys for pink slips and it's a, uh, i I can't think of the term that they use but basically it's almost like a like a tag team match in wrestling where uh this guy goes at, uh you know uh one car races get back to the storyline then the next car goes and I actually thought that was a a clever way to kind of go okay this is how we're going to build tension in this scene and the scene starts off with Brian. Uh, I, I want to say Brian is Brian driving first. I want to say Brian's driving first. No, it's Tyrese driving first. Uh, Roman's driving first, and Roman gets off to a really slow start and has this kind of curveball thrown at him that it does actually give you a reasonable amount of doubt as uh, as to if they can go ahead and pull this off. And that was something I actually went okay movie. I I, I actually dig that you're that you're doing this. The movie at the end gets absolutely nuts because there is a sequence. There's a sequence where where they're being chased by the cops, by dirty cops, and they go ahead and basically consolidate. Probably, and I'm probably way lowballing this. Consolidate probably about 150, 200 street car racers. They go in this garage. They switch cars in the garage to go ahead and get away from the cops. To go ahead. And attempt to save uh, Monica. That whole sequence, it's really clever. It's very colorful and it's really well done. It's really well filmed. And it was something I really went, God damn it. I really dig this. And even though Vin Diesel, uh, uh, Jordana Brewster, and Michelle Rodriguez aren't in this, you do feel the sense of camaraderie. You almost feel a sense of. Oh, what's the word? Uh, Family! (laughs) There you go! You feel a sense of family in this film, even though you don't have three of the four main actors uh, who were in the first one in this, which is weirdly impressive. Of course, we have to talk about the fact that while this movie doesn't jump a shark, this movie damn near jumps a boat because Brian and Roman go ahead and drive this car off, off a dock to go ahead and crash into the into the evil drug dealer's boat, I, I mean that's, <laughs> I mean that's weirdly hilarious to me. But and of course no blood, no concussion. They're able to go ahead and take down the bad guy because why wouldn't they be able to? But I loved. I, I genuinely have so much fun with this movie. And at the end of the day, because I know people go, what's the difference between something like this and you know Transformers? Let me just say the thing about Transformers is I don't feel like my intelligence is just being just disregarded in the way that these films do, because at the end of the day, a movie can be fucking stupid, there's no issue there, but a movie has to entertain you, and those Transformers movies outside of Bumblebee have never entertained me, I've been entertained with these, with the exception of Tokyo Drift, really since the beginning, and again, I just re-watched these over the last couple weeks with my partner, and we've had a blast watching these, Again, are they dumb? Absolutely. fucking lutely But are they fun? Absolutely. fucking lutely Um... As far as, uh yeah, as far as a uh, grade, this isn't as good as the Fast and the Furious, I, I will say, because the camaraderie between the four leads, it's better here than it is between Brian, Roman, Eva Mendes, and Ludacris, and, uh, and others. But I really like the way they explain Brian getting him back to being a cop, kind of, sort of. I really enjoy where the film leaves off. Uh, James uh, James Raymar and Roman and Brian really all are giving each other shit, and Roman, rightfully so, you know, doesn't like cops, shocking, (laughs) a black guy doesn't love cops, the hell you say, but between that and Brian, there's tension all around them, and it feels like it's them against the world, and while their relationship is uneasy, obviously, there's that point where it's almost like riding a bike, where, you know, I think we all have that friend who we may not talk to as much as we want to, but once you go ahead and pick things up again, it feels like you never stop talking. Like no time has passed. And Roman and Brian really hit that groove quickly. And I really appreciate that. So at the end of the day, while this is not as good as the first one, this is still a lot of fun. So I would give this a solid, I'd give this a C plus. Uh I really you know what? No, I'm gonna give this a B minus. I'm gonna give this a B minus. I, I think for uh if I'd seen this at an early matinee, uh, today, I'd go, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, B- for me. But, everyone, Too Fast, Too Furious. What did you think of it? What is your favorite Fast and Furious film? I'm gonna ask that at the end of all these reviews, but what is your favorite Fast and Furious film? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter, at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter, at NirmanTheFirst. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp to name a couple spots at The Real Pineapple. And don't forget to uh, like our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I'll be hopping on Twitch here soon. So, go ahead and like both pages so you can keep up to date on our newest reviews as well as when that's going to be happening. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We will have reviews up as well for the rest of the Fast and Furious films, hopefully. Uh, Most of them, at least. Uh, Including Fast 5, probably next week because I want to have some people on that review. I'm really excited for that. And uh, we will have a review for Fast 9 on Monday morning. Uh, So, keep an eye out for that. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Get your COVID shot, wear a mask, take care of each other, and we will talk to you soon.